0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver, tire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by.
1: It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome back, Balloon Party 101 ESPN, and it is our pleasure to welcome to the Brown and and Celebrity Line for his weekly appearance on this award-winning radio program. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Jeremy Rutherford. Good morning, JR. What's going on, Tim? Man, I like when somebody brings their own sound effects. Yeah. Their own 360 machine.
0: Yep. Need more of that.
1: How you guys doing? Well, I'm really good, and I know you're wonderful because I heard your conversation with Jackson and... Jackson put in a request that we don't discuss it on the air,
0: but so of course that will be just waved. <laughs> but I just can't. I'm,
2: I'm not going to bring up that he asked me if I was in Calgary. I'm not going to bring that up twice. I'm not bring twice. That up. The,
1: fir- the first time I'm like, I must not have heard that right, and then then he went back to the well, I was badgering saying, him, are you, are "You in Calgary? What are you leaving today?" And at that point, I couldn't hear what you said, but at that point, I had to let out a laugh. Because even though I've said here on the program, I think three times, that the Blues go 3-1 and one on the road trip and now start a homestand in which they'll take on Calgary, kind of a weird deal like they did with the Ducks early in the year, back-to-back home games, Jackson thought that the Blues were heading to Calgary from Minnesota.
2: Yeah. I I, I... Jackson, I gotta admit that when you said that, I'm here at the Minnesota hotel right now, headed back to St. Louis. Uh, you know, not too long from now, and, and I did think for a second, did I look at the schedule wrong? Should I be going to Calgary right yeah, now? Yeah, maybe.
0: Hey, listen, if anything, <laughs> yeah. I I could be helpful in the case, but yep. I mean, I'm already listen. The Tigers are heading out to the College Station this week. I can't be bothered yeah. to know where the Blues
1: play. Yeah. Oh my oh God. God. Oh my God. Three one four three nine 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 six four six. What just happened?
0: Let me just make sure Mizzou is at <laughs> Texas A and M, by the way.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, they got uh, A&M in Florida this week. But Jerry Jack, Rutherford uh, is on here, and that's not what you're here to t- Unless you have an opinion on the Missouri-Texas A&M game, I, I don't want do. to interrupt you. No, I don't. It's
2: just that I won't bring that up, the Calgary thing, and I promise I won't bring up either that I took my kids' stuffed animals out of their bedrooms when they were about eight. So they mm. used to
0: have a room in the tiger, but but well, well, yeah. stuffed
1: animals are not gone.
0: Listen, I don't put a price on protection. <laughs>
1: The Truman, the tiger head that guards your bed.
0: Yeah, as I as I'm in
1: slumber, as you're in slumber. Thank you. On the off chance people didn't know what it was there for. All right, uh, Jr. I don't know what I don't know what to make of this whole thing. I I'm enjoying it. I'm confused by how good it went. I can't imagine too many Blues fans would have thought, okay, the Blues are going to get three wins. I'm sure you would have thought, okay, well one of those would have to be against Montreal. But you go in and you win in Toronto, you win in New Jersey, you win in Minnesota. The one loss is against Montreal, and that certainly was there for the taking. And this all comes a week after the news on O'Reilly and Tarasenko. And here they are lurking and chasing down a team they get back-to-back games with at home. How do you uh, analyze what we've seen here over the last week with the team emerging, with Brandon Saad really emerging, Shan emerging, Grice's performance last night, and the Blues get six of eight possible points since the injury news on O'Reilly and Tarasenko?
2: Yeah, Tim, I'm, I'm to the point now where if in my head I'm thinking that uh, the Blues are going to lose a few in the row, and things are going to go south, and I need to say, hey, Tim, they're going to go on a heater. I think I, I need to stay the opposite of whatever I think is going to happen because that's what's been happening lately. And you think about this road trip, a couple tough teams, and they just gut it out. Now, we talked last week about how they're playing a direct, simple game. I think that's the case. I really do. I mean, you bring up some of these minor league guys, especially on defense, and they play the game simple. They make the right plays. They they don't try to play you know, out of their game. And, and I think that's what's leading to some success back there. And then up front, you have the couple veterans, Shen and uh, and and Saad specifically, who have taken it upon themselves to lead this team with O'Reilly and Tarasenko out. So, I mean, can you imagine? They're they're leading in Montreal. They hang on to that game. Nobody predicted 4-0 on that road trip. Oh, no way. Yeah. Come home 3-1, and one, just absolutely phenomenal what they
1: did on this trip. Uh, let's let's focus in on last night uh, overall with uh, Grice's performance and how many shots they they allowed in the third period, and he just wouldn't let them in. Thomas Grice last night uh, with one hell of a performance in shutting out the Wild.
2: He was great, and the thing with it is he didn't play since December 20th. And I realize he's 37 years old, and that's what backups do. You know, he's been a 1A at at times but uh, in in New York but he's uh, been a backup for a big part of his career so he hasn't uh, had a lot of situations where he had to come into the game and not give the team a good effort even if he hadn't played in a couple weeks so that's what he did last night but you're talking about 10 bell saves I mean some of those were just obnoxious they were so good and you know, the team was feeding off it for sure, and of course they don't win that game without Thomas Grace. But, you know, I asked Braden Shen after the game. I said, you know, are, are you shocked that a guy can sit two weeks and come in and make saves like that? And he said same thing. Like, you want to say, no, you're not shocked, but you look at the guy's had uh, such a long, successful career, and uh, the Blues benefited from it last night. He was outstanding.
1: Let me let me take a big-picture angle on this because it's so weird to have this conversation. But I know there are a bunch of, bunch of people in the audience right now going – yeah, it's great they won, it's great they're winning, because I'm a blues fan, and I want them to have success, of course, I mean, if you're in St. Louis and you're a blues fan, who wouldn't, but I also understand looking at it and going, it just doesn't stand a reason that they're going to be able to continue to do this with the cast that they have out there at the moment, and also those who they are missing, so... The question, I think, for some is to try to balance the interest in the team being successful in the short term without missing out an opportunity to improve it for the long term if this isn't a year where they can be successful. So how do you think Doug Armstrong is balancing that? And if you can give any insight into the mindset on the organization as the team keeps winning despite uh, uh, odds and injuries that would seem to make it unlikely.
2: You know, it's funny. Uh, Doug Armstrong was not uh, here last night. He attended that uh, World Junior Championship tournament just last week, taking a peek at one of their prospects, uh, Jimmy Snuggerud. But you look at the situation last night. You leave Minnesota with a win. You go three and one on that trip, and you probably expect Doug Armstrong. If you did say congrats on the victory here and the road trip, he'd probably say, "Yeah, we'll take it." <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's a situation where uh, what is this? What does this answer? What direction does this put the Blues in? You know, I'm going to stand firm that I believe. This is a situation that's probably not sustainable. You know, could be wrong on that. We could be talking about the Blues being in a good position here in a couple weeks with guys coming back from injury. Uh, But you look back at history, and typically situations like this aren't. And and so, with each victory, yeah, you put yourself in a better situation. Look, they're two points out of the wild card spot right now. Back-to-back home games, you hear that? jackson home games against
0: calgary noted
2: on tuesday and thursday i mean you have a chance to be in a wild card spot by the end of this week if you can uh take those games against calgary so this is just a situation that you're just going to have to let it play out what happens you know can't get wrapped up after a couple games or even a 3 and one road trip uh we're still talking weeks before some of these guys come back so still a long time to go but you have to give them the credit in the world, all the credit in the world, for the way they played on this trip.
1: Here's, here's a question for you, and let's just kind of set the, set the stage and get your opinion on it. Um, in, in 2019, tell me if I'm wrong, there was only one unrestricted free agent following the season, correct? And that was Maroon? Correct maroon, right, okay. Yeah, um, but but even then, uh, people you know wouldn't necessarily blame them for for not selling or even not moving maroon so he could stay home, even if they didn't have the the turnaround. So even then, there were rumblings of, is it time to see what they can get for Petrangelo before he becomes a rental? Lesson they may have learned after the Shattenkirk situation. Or is Tarasenko going to resign here if we're in a rebuild? But there wasn't a lot of urgency to it. And then the team legitimately turned it around in January before a trade deadline in March. If the 2019 team has three key upcoming unrestricted free agents, like it does now, do you think Armstrong would have been so apt to keep them together? And can we read anything into his mindset in 2019 that he didn't add much to that team? Was it, I trust this group here enough to win, or was it, there's still risk here, but let's see what this group has?
2: Yeah, here's what I recall from that year. It it was uh, in December, I think, they had that road trip to Western Canada, and that's when they started to play better, even though uh, at the time people still weren't thinking that, okay, the Blues are going to turn this around and they're going to climb the standings. Uh, but Doug Armstrong still believed in this team. And you look at that roster, like people want to compare. That was such a good team. Just things weren't working out. I mean, Jay Bowmeister, you had Alex Steen, you had these types of guys, uh, Alex Petrangelo. D- D- Doug Armstrong still really liked that team. So I think he probably had more faith in that situation. So I understand, you know, where you're coming from. What he you have sold off in, in, in December and January would be, be talking about selling because you had those free agents back then. That wasn't the situation, so it did give him uh, more of a reason to believe in that team because you had guys under contract, and I think he just stuck with it. But you know, I think the biggest part of that is the talent on that roster, and and they do have a you know, talent on this year's roster. It's just for whatever reason, even when healthy, things haven't you know come to fruition. So I, I think it's a situation that the three UFAs, when you talk about O'Reilly, talk about Teresinko, you even talk about Barbashev, it does paint a different picture uh, for this year. So. You know, if this team can come together and play the way it has and and give him a a different reason to believe as we go down the stretch here, you know, that remains to be seen. But this is about the time, early January, mid-January, where that team really took off, and that's when it made Doug Armstrong's mind that, uh, you know, we aren't going to be sellers.
1: First time Kadri's back since a a non-playoff role, am I correct? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Think we'll see anything?
2: (laughs) I think they – would Braden Chen had some words with him at the face-off last time in Calgary? Yeah. maybe maybe he said uh, see you in St. Louis. See in St. Louis.
1: We'll, we'll wait for St. Louis. I don't, I just I was kind of wondering about that. I mean, he had a goal last night. They they left they left a point out there. Anytime you don't get two against the Blackhawks, uh, you leave one out there. They uh, lost in overtime last night in Chicago. Calgary here Tuesday and Thursday. Unless Jackson knows something that uh, that we do not. And there's and listen, I wouldn't rule that out.
0: they are playing both of the games this week in St. Louis.
1: Uh, Jeremy, can you confirm that? Yes,
0: uh,
2: they are. And uh, Jackson, as soon as I hang up here, I'll send you a copy of the schedule. Oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you.
0: What a gesture. I I have trouble with, like, season-long stuff, so maybe week by week, just give me a little drop.
1: You know, just, just yeah. put a notification in your phone to send Jackson a schedule at the start of each week, if you could, JR. It would be helpful. Oh, uh,
2: yeah, I will. And, hey, uh, let's give him a little slack here. We don't all have to know what the trailblazer schedule
1: is. So
0: That's correct. He's the of... only
1: one monitoring Rip City.
0: Yeah, the Pacific Division is a treacherous
1: one. And we're going to spend a lot of time on that tomorrow. Uh, Chris Kerber wanted to do that. All right, it's time for us to shut it down. JR, thank you so much for dropping by yep. the program and making sure that you didn't have to head to Calgary. I'm glad to get the news. (laughs) There he is, Jeremy (laughs) Rutherford, with us here on the program. Time for us to shut it down for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McCartan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.